Shalom, shalom. Welcome to Three's a Party Podcast. I'm your host, Mirza Z, with your co-host, Jesse G. Today, we got our good, beloved friend joining us for the pod. He just came back from the South America's side of the world. He traveled to Panama, Peru, Chile, Argentina, Spain, France, England, Netherlands, Indonesia, Philippines, and deep down south in Australia. He was away for about three months, give or take, but he's back in Texas where everything is hot and dry. <laughs> Welcome home, Juan, Juan Estrada. Estrada. Woo! Now, Juan's going to share some key takeaways from the trip, new revel- revelations he received with his reinforced faith in Christ. We hope we can press in on the immaculate moves of God he experienced. We like for every guest to share their testimony briefly or make it long-winded, whatever you feel led. And we'll just go on and fellowship about the trip. Take the floor, brother. All I got to say is uh, nothing beats Texas barbecue. I've probably eaten it like every day. I saw that you mm. went a few days ago. Where did you go? I've been to Slowbone. You know, got to start off slow. Right then next I went to, to Upper Room. Yeah. Right. And then I went to Pecan Lodge, Step It Up. Mm. And then we had a party and uh, there was more barbecue. Mm. And then I took some of that barbecue home, had me some <laughs> <laughs> barbecue for days, Ooh. dude. He's a I sauce had, guy too. Oh, Ooh, that's, sauce. that's a word. <laughs> He's a sauce. As a wise man said, uh, a man without sauce is lost, but that same man could get lost in the sauce. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, I've actually mm. never heard you, that. <laughs> Wait. That's too wise for us. Whoa. I'm going to have to write that. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, then I had a barbecue and egg brec- breakfast, uh, tacos for breakfast. Mm. Mm. Then I had a barbecue sandwich for lunch. Today? No, uh, like two days ago. Okay. So yeah. So would you like to share your testimony? Yeah. Um, what God's done in your life? What he's redeemed you from? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where to start. I'm like, how yeah. far back do I go? So I guess, yeah, you start <coughs> off with your own like journey and then we can get into the three month like trip that you just went on. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, nothing out of the ordinary. I feel like a lot of people that I've met, even though we grew up in a Christian home, grew up in the church, um, I didn't really know God. I knew of God. Um, God was simply just a word all throughout, um, the majority of my life and come around 16 or 17, I don't really remember the exact age, um, it was after a youth camp. I was just in my parents' living room. I'm like, God, I'm kind of just tired of this. Like, if there's more, like, I want to experience more. Mm. Oh. And in my parents' living room, I just got baptized in fire, started speaking in tongues. I didn't even know Whoa. what tongues was. <laughs> um, you were just, like, praying right there? Yeah, I was just, I was home alone. And next thing I realized, my tongue was going 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, Whoa. what the heck? Um, but then after that, what... It's kind of sad is uh, I didn't really have anybody to like guide me in the right direction. Yeah. So I then started walking away because I didn't really know how to steward my walk or have anybody disciple me. So then I started just doing a bunch of dumb stuff. Um, just started focusing on uh, mainly just sports and just trying to be quote unquote cool or fit right. in school. Right. Um, then I started working at a bar my senior year of high school. Uh, a lot of seeds were planted probably not the good seeds Mm. and it's my summer 
before college in 2016. I was going to go in as a freshman at A&M. And I knew I either had to decide I'm either living for God or I'm going to live for myself. Mm-hmm. And moving in, I was like, dude, I'm away from my parents. I'm away from any accountability. I'm going all out. I want to live like the quote unquote Hollywood um, college lifestyle. And that was my thought process. That's like, that's what I wanted. So it's moving days. And uh, we didn't bring a dolly because it's like three hours away. It didn't fit in my parents' SUV. And I'm being dropped off. I'm like, oh, Dane, we need help unloading. And we end up seeing this dude with a dolly just standing there with a volunteer shirt. We're just like, ooh, bet. So I go up to this guy. I'm like, hey, could you help me move in? Uh, he's like, yeah, I got you. So he helps me move in. We kind of click. It was awesome. This dude's name is Chad. As a typical Chad, he's, I kid you not, dude. <laughs> of course this dude's <laughs> name is Chad. What the heck? So he's, I kid you not, he's like six foot three, six foot four, 260 pounds. Like built like old. a Chad. He's built like a Chad. <laughs> like you look at him, you'll be like, yeah, that's a Chad. Um, right. He has some other nicknames. I can't really say them on this podcast. It's okay. Right we can share them later. His name's Chad. Um, <laughs> What's up, Chad? <laughs> Shout out, Chad. Chad. Hey. hey, Chad, have you listening to this? You freaking Chad. Because <laughs> I um, just like saying Chad a lot. Yeah, a At least it wasn't Brad. Brad. Brad is fine. Okay, so he <laughs> helped you. Hey, <laughs> so nothing against these names that we're talking about. Um, he, he had a dolly. There's there's just stereotypes around these names, right. but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just fit all the stereotypes. Right. They, people right. just do that. They just fit. With right, 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 right. It's, it's kind of weird how that works. So <laughs> yeah, I'm moving in and at the very end, I'm just like, oh, thank you so much for helping me move in. X, Y, Z. We're just kind of talking in the hallway. My parents are, well, mainly my mom's rearranging my whole room and she didn't really let us like do a thing. She's like, nope, this goes here. This goes here. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just rearrange once you're gone. Um, love moms. Moms are the best. Does uh, she know you rearranged? Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, I was like, if she listens to this and hears that, you're going to have a conversation with her. No, it's fine. Um, So then I'm in the hallway and Chad's like, hey, uh, we have a party tomorrow. Would you like to come? No, it's my first day on campus. I really don't have friends at this point. I'm a completely new person here. I don't know anybody. And I'm just like, dude, it's my first day on campus. Heck yeah, I want to go. Because in my mindset, I had already decided I want to live for myself. I want to live selfishly. And I'm like, yes, I would love to go. He's like, sweet, give me your number. I'm going to pick you up tomorrow at uh, this time at this location. So I'm like that afternoon, I was like so excited. I'm like getting ready, even though the party was like the very next day. But I'm like all excited, hyped up and ready to go. So the next day comes up and he ends up texting me. He's like, hey, I'm right outside. I'm like, dope. So I get in his car and I'm ready for like what I thought was going to be a party full of drinking, drugs, girls, and all these mm-hmm. crazy things. Yeah, you're ready to meet right. some girls. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know how it is. So we're riding to this party and then like halfway through, we, we're just kind of talking. It was kind of far away. So he just you know, you run out of things to talk about with a stranger. So he just kind of puts the music up as I'm listening to the music. Turns out this dude was bumping into Christian music on the Santo, way to a party. Santo. <laughs> hey, it was more in English, but I was just like, yeah. okay, whatever. I know of a lot of quote unquote Christians who jam out to Christian music, then go do their thing. And so I'm like, I didn't really think of it that much. Mm, um, but we ended up getting to this party and I'm looking around. I'm just like, 
There's no alcohol. There's no drugs. There's no nothing. And I'm just like, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) is that how you felt? No, I was like, I was like, well, I'm already here. Might as well have fun and just make some friends. Sure. Yeah. And I'm having a blast meeting a bunch of people because it's like, I'm in a new place, new faces. Mm -hmm. It's the best. Right. And at the end of the party, this older dude just like steps up and we're just like, well, I was like, who the heck invited their dad? Like, I thought this was, this was a college party. And this dude, um, he introduces himself and he's like, hey, we're with a Christian ministry on campus. Wow. And he just shares the gospel with us. Wow. And when I heard him share the gospel, it freaking hit, dude. Because I was there with the intentions of, you know, like, I've never been drunk. I wanted to get drunk. I've never been high. I wanted to get high. I wanted to try all these things. And God was like, Nah, no, you're not. And I'm just like, let's freaking go. Dude. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So this party. So first of all, you saying yes to the party lifestyle, like God saw and used that because like when your friend said you, if you wanted to go to a party, like God knew you would say, yeah. And so he sent the right friend to like make it a Christian party. You know what I mean? Like, like had you said, had you have said like, no, I want to live for you. Like, who knows how the story would have ended up? You know what I'm saying? But, like, in his, in his like, sovereignty or whatever, he was able to, like, send that dude out there and, like, make it seem like there was a party. And then when you got there, so, like, this party was just, what, they were, like, playing games and just drinking, like, LaCroix or something? Like, it was just kind of a gathering? <laughs> or like It's funny because there was LaCroix. <laughs> Usually that's, that's what and, I'm imagining. Uh, and if anybody knows, they also had the H-E-B sparkling water, dude. That stuff is fire. <laughs> I got to try that. Um, so, yeah, it was just like a clean party. And wow. people just, they knew how to have fun. It was like, mm. they knew how to have innocence, innocent, holy fun. And there was like no religious religion to it. It was just a bunch of people enjoying themselves, enjoying community. Right. Mm. and we'll just continue on the story i just would hang out with them the more uh the coming days because it's like they showed me what real community was they showed me what real friendship was like i thought i had real friends in high school and i'm like looking back at it i'm like they weren't really friends it's like they were just people i knew and it's like they were only there conditionally but then the friends i made like because of this organization it was it really gave me a really deep understanding of what real friendship is and what real community is. And it's like, I just started rolling with them. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not immediately. It took a little bit of time cause I was a little bit stubborn. Um, this is an A&M, right? Yeah. Okay. This, this, I'm still in college at this point. Right. Um, so my freshman year was in 2016 and no. So like that organization, I was like their first year on campus. It was like wow. 10 full-time like ministers went on that campus. So they're going to say, yo, we're going to plant this here. And then by the time I graduated, they had over 400 members and wow, all of it just came through like genuine community and everybody was attracted to the community and the God that was amongst the community. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. it was the best. Like I remember, uh, freshman year this went from freshman through sophomore and then junior year things changed up a little bit but we would always have like random spontaneous worship nights at the chapel there and i remember there was one time specifically we were there we ended up getting there like around nine and then it's like 1 a.m and then somebody has a great idea like hey yo let's go to the bar district so we go to the bar district and we just like started street preaching and we start like worshiping there 
and the very next day there's like all over twitter um there's a bunch of people on twitter saying if christians could stop going to the bar district and <gasps> making me feel like a bad christian that'll be great Jeez. so we ended up doing it the very next week you know, <laughs> it's working <laughs> it's working we gotta go back it's convicting. Gotta, it was the best um so we just started rolling together and like through that community uh we just kept going out to our campus in uh, my junior year uh we just were hitting the campus hard like we were just street preaching in front of some of the fountains and as we were preaching people walking by were like i need to get baptized right now what and, really yeah and then our full clothes we'll just like hop into the fountains baptize them really <sighs> quick and walk out because you could get a 300 dollars fine if you're jumping in the fountains uh but we didn't care we we're just like this dude's getting baptized let's baptize him right now whoa and that's amazing it's like it didn't matter the weather it would be like 40 degrees or colder wow. or burning hot we're out there dude it was the best um Wow. And this is like two years into your walk, though. You said this is your junior year that like all this was going down about year two and a half years. At well, this point. right. And I guess you said you've like known God all your life or whatever. But yeah, but it was uh, it wasn't till it felt more meaningful. Yeah. So it was like around September of uh, 2016 where it God became more than a word and became real. to me. Mm, wow. But yeah. More than a word. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Elaborate on that. There's something there. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole life, I'm like, I knew what Christianity was. I knew what going to church was. I know what religion was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of tired of religion because I saw like, what religion did to a lot of people. I saw the church hurt that it brought along to others mm, wow. and just people not following through with the word. And I was just kind of sick and tired of it. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. And I experienced God a little bit, like I said, when I was like 16 or 17 in my parents' living room. And I'm just like, okay, this is real. Right. But since I didn't have anybody like disciple me or I didn't really know how to steward it myself, it kind of just died out, which was really sad. Um, Because I'm only imagining where I could be at now if I only had like the right uh, mentors at the time. Yeah, right Mm -hmm. people around you. Um, But it wasn't until like September of 2016. It was a freshman year. Um like very audibly i heard the lord say i'm not gonna let you go that easily whoa (laughs) and i was like i freaking fell to the ground i was weeping like a baby i'm like oh my goodness what the heck was i trying to do i didn't want to live selfishly i'm like i just felt not necessarily i just felt the weight of my sin and the desires to sin wow so i was just like i'm done like I don't want to be for myself. So you had a praying grandma, right? I think when I first met you. Praying grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I I remember you saying like that was the reason you're in your faith so much is because because of your grandpa, right? Oh, I 1000% believe that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. My grandpa was the best. Would y'all like share like stories? Like would he talk to you about like God and stuff? Like how, how did he empower your faith? So I genuinely think it was just through like the miraculous and like the Holy Spirit just honoring my grandpa. Yeah, just I didn't, his prayers. I didn't really know much about my grandpa until after he passed away and mm. at his funeral. Wow. Everybody was talking about like what he w- used to do. Like uh, when he was younger, he had a church and he was just very like he was very he put all his time into the church and then as he was getting older um 
even when the dementia hit, he would always have to go to the street to tell somebody about Jesus. Like, even though he forgot everything, he would always have to go. And I remember there's this one time I went with my mom um, to go visit him. And at this point, he doesn't recognize who I am. So I'm just a complete stranger in his uh, dining room. And he comes in. He doesn't recognize anybody. He doesn't know anybody at this point. At this point, he's already forgetting who my mom is. But he would come into the dining room and say, where's my Bible? I need to pray and I need to read. And I'm like, this man literally has forgotten everyone and everything, but he's still asking for his pray, um, for his Bible to read. He has not forgotten God. Right. Yeah. And wow. It's like, I know people forget music lasts as well. Like he would always be singing worship songs like all throughout the day. And I'm like, dang, this man's wild. You know why? Because he has the Holy Spirit and that's not fleshly. So no matter what happens to his body, he still has that, that connection to God. Mm. And he's, mm. he's still seeking it. Mm. <laughs> You're so right. You're yeah. so right. That's Wow. So you have some really like deep evangelistic roots in you. Right. I would say so, but I wouldn't consider myself an evangelist. Right. No one is saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> I didn't know like your grandpa and you're, you're so right. Like Holy Spirit honored that he honored what your grandpa was doing. You know, the relationship he had mm-hmm. um, with him and how, you know, you were like chosen because of that. Chosen is kind of a heavy word, but I can't think of anything else, you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Kind of. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I guess continuing with my story. Uh, yeah, so you were, you were in your junior year. You were baptizing people. Um, there's just so much stories I could talk about, like the college stuff, for, like hours. Um, so I'll just like skip it. Um, I graduated, mm-hmm. and actually my senior year, I was like, okay, I want to. Okay, backtrack. It's my junior year, 2018. I went to Africa for a summer. Uh, best thing ever and then after that trip i'm like i need to go back and so my senior year i'm prepping to like set up my admissions account get ready to leave and i graduate i graduated a semester early so it's december 2019 i'm getting everything ready to go and god slam shuts those doors to go overseas and i'm just like god what are you doing didn't Jeez. weren't you the one that gave me this desires to go right and i'm just kind of confused i'm kind of i'll be honest i was bitter i was kind of angry at god i was confused um ended up coming back to Dallas because Dallas was the only place that offered me a job. So I come back and um, literally two months in, so it's like February, you start hearing all about this coronavirus that's going on. And then March, everything shuts down. And all my friends who were support raising, getting their accounts ready, all that was just ceased and stopped. And instantly I knew I'm like, oh, you didn't let me go because I would have probably been stranded somewhere. I would have been stuck in some who knows what country. I would have just been in a pickle and it would have sucked. Yeah, it sure would have. Wow, that's crazy. That was pretty cool. Um, So I was probably kind of bitter with God for like about three months until I saw that happen. I'm like, okay, you have everything under control. Um, And then a couple months go by. Everything's kind of tamed. And I've just started kind of reminiscing. I'm like, God, I miss having stories. Like, I miss going out. I miss, Mm. like, sharing the gospel. And I was like, are those days behind me? Because I I would go out, but it wasn't as crazy as it used to be. And that very, like, two days later, I ended up going to downtown to share the gospel. And I got connected with uh, some crazy people. They're the best. 
uh, that's when I met Wade. I know Mirza knows Wade. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, this very day, it's like everything just pops up. We're just, we thought we were ministering to this homeless guy. And next thing we realized, there's like seven, eight cop cars all around us charging this one guy. And they basically arrest this dude in front of us. And one of the guys that's with us, he's like, he's given his life to the Lord. We're not done with him yet. He goes to the cops. He's like, give me five more minutes. This dude ends up giving his life to the Lord. I'm just like, my <laughs> stories are not done. <laughs> the Lord's still moving. Whoa. We're on. Um, and a couple more months go by and the circuit riders are at Upper Room. And, you know, circuit riders are like all about world missions. And yeah. I was just asking mm. God. It was nothing they said. It was nothing they were singing. It was nothing that was being preached. I was just in the front left corner and I was just asking God, I'm like, where did the love for the nations go? And I was just like sitting there. I wasn't even paying attention to anything. I was just like kind of sitting there. And then I just get hit with this overwhelming sensation of the Holy Spirit and him saying, it's right there. And I just fall to the ground. I start weeping and getting overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, not because of anything that was said, but simply by asking God, where did the love for nations go? But it had been there the whole time. And at this point, it is, totally forgot timeline at this point, but I'm like, I need to leave the country. I just need to go. And I was just kind of like faithfully just working. I'm like waiting for an opportunity to leave, trying to figure out when I can leave. And eventually, uh, I mean, I was going with Wade to like different states to share the gospel in different yeah, states. Yeah, you and I went on a trip yeah. with Wade. And then I know Mirza goes on trips with Wade every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, this super God-oriented like organize this but i ended up going to one of my friend's house because he's like hey we're having this like bible study you should come if you're free i'm so i'm like i personally wasn't gonna go but i ended up going regardless and i get there and i meet this dude named lance and at the very end of it lance uh shares that he's like been all over the world sharing the gospel and i just kind of out of nowhere just told him like hey if you ever go again let me know it was a simple little passing he's like yeah for sure definitely and a couple months go by and I get a call. It's his dude Lance. And Lance is like, Hey, we need to get coffee real quick. I'm like, All right, let's mm. do it. And we get have coffee. He tells me it's like, Hey, I'm going this upcoming summer. We're gonna I'm gonna go um overseas. I've prayed about it. The Lord's given me a green light to invite you. Would you like to come? My initial response was like, Heck yeah, I wanna go, but I'm like I just need to make sure it's the Lord. I can't be rash about it. So I'm like, hey, give me a second. I'm like, if it's up to me, it's a yes, but let me ask the Lord. Um, so I'm praying about it. I'm just doing the thing. And in that span, I had three different people come and prophesy the exact same thing that I was going to leave. And I'm like, there's no, it doesn't get more clear than that. Right. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I text Lance. I'm like, hey, I'm going. Uh, just let me know what the, what the itinerary is. And he responds with like, oh, we figure out the itinerary as we go. I'm like, Say less. Even better. (laughs) Even better. Wow. Um, So, yeah, that's that's kind of like a scratching the surface of what's happened since. Right. So that was leading up to this three month trip that you just took. Yeah. That you just came back from. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just your overall testimony is like really special. And it's actually crazy that you were about to go on a trip. Um pre-covid and like didn't end up going 
I was actually planning to move like full time. Just straight up. You're about to yeah, bounce. I was, Wait, where were you going? I was going to go back to either Bamako, Mali. And, well, I had a few open doors. It was either Mali, Djibouti, or Senegal. And this is all what? It's like all Africa. So it's, Africa. it's southeast um, Sahara, sub-Sahara. Dang. And then Djibouti is kind of close to Egypt, if my geography is correct. Could be wrong. All wow. I know it's hot. Mm. Wow. That's fire. I just bring it up because, like, I literally almost went on a trip, too. Like, the plan was to go to Africa in the beginning of, like, 2020 and to like take a trip but it didn't end up working out and now even i was bitter about it but then obviously i look back and i'm like COVID happened i would have been stuck over there and mm-hmm. i wouldn't have been able to come home for i don't know years or something so i that's, personally would have been okay with that that's what right i mean maybe it would have been cool but i didn't even know the lord it, during COVID. that's why <laughs> it's just funny it's cool yeah. but that's just wild mm-hmm. that's wild that like you went through something similar like that that's crazy lord mm-hmm. lord is so timely so you want to transition onto the trip that you just had and talk about that? I'm just trying to figure out where to start. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Do I just start with like the first country or do I skip a couple countries or? Just just whatever you took the most out of whatever countries that you, know, that you felt <laughs> impacted the most. <laughs> but it can't be <laughs> Argentina. Oh, dude, Argentina was the best. Anybody listen to this? Argentina. It goes Australia, then Argentina, and then probably France. Oh, you were in France? Yeah, I was in Paris. You were in Paris? Yeah. Yeah. I just read where he was in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, but there was just attention. so many countries there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we spent like about half a, mostly like a week to half a week in most countries. Okay, mm-hmm. actually, here's what I want to do. Can you uh, show me that list real quick of, of all the like countries he was in? All right, I'm going to read each country and you're going to give a mmm on, <laughs> <laughs> on each country. And depending on how loud it is, I'll get an understanding on like how hard the Lord moved. Okay. Okay. okay obnoxiously so, loud for all of them. So it says yeah. he, uh, the first one is Panama. Okay. <laughs> Peru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay, next one. <laughs> Chile. Mmm. Argentina. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't like. No, that. we'll just go in order. We'll just go from the fr- from the top. Um, okay. From well. Panama, uh, we get there. Like, I'll be real with you guys. I didn't really know Lance, and I'm just like, right. what did I get myself into? Type of deal. Really? Like, mm. Yeah. I'm like, the flesh kicked in. It got fleshy. Um, and we're just there, and I'm just like, what's the goal? Like, are we just gonna hit the streets and like evangelize? Um, Am I the only one speaking? Because he didn't really know Spanish, so I'm like the only one that's speaking. Um, and that's exactly what we did. <laughs> uh, we just hit the streets, and we'll go wherever the Lord told us to go. And like the very first day, um, or the very first full day that we were there, we ended up going to the market because honestly we were hungry, so we wanted to go to the market. And as we're walking there, we see this lady limping. I didn't really think much of it because I didn't really think much of it. And Lance is like, yo, Let's go pray for her right now. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go. So he, we walk up to her and I'm kind of just standing there thinking that he's going to initiate the call, the conversation. I'm like, oh wait, he doesn't speak Spanish. I got to do this. Uh, so we ended up speaking for a little bit. And at the end of it, we're like, hey, can we pray for you? Can we pray for your legs? 
because uh, you could clearly tell she was in pain. She's like, yes, please, please do. So we ended up praying for her. Um, nothing really happened. So we're just like, ah, okay, whatever. Um, so we ended up continuing walking. We walked around. Um, it's I'll be I'll, it's kind of hard to walk around because it's like we we didn't go to like the nice places. We ended up going to like the ghetto of of uh, Panama, and it's just hard to look around. And it's you see a bunch of like trash all over the floor, like graffiti all over the buildings, and mm-hmm. it's just it's really not really ideal to be in. Like as a quote unquote, anybody should be there. And we're just like walking around, and the Lord reminded me of something uh, He had taught me before. As we're walking around, I get the smell of a bakery, and I was just like this smells amazing. I went from all I could focus on was the trash and the gross smell around me to the smell of this amazing bread. And it just smelled amazing. That's all my mind could think of. And the Lord reminded me of something he taught me before. It was like, even the darkest places, I will penetrate through all of it. And Mm. I was just getting wrecked. And I was like, I want me some sweet bread. So we ended up going to get the sweet bread and it was just awesome. So we continued walking around. We ended up in the really sketchy parts of it. And we met this, uh, then we ended up meeting this other guy. He was trying to, he could clearly tell we were like, I'm not from Panama or locals. And he's trying to buy, get us to buy from his shop. So I'm kind of like entertaining him. Um, and then Lance is like, hey, his neck hurts. And I'm like, okay. So I tell this guy, I'm like, hey, does your neck hurt right now? He's like, his eyes just shoot wide open. And he's like, how did you know that? And we're like, well, my God tells me things. Can we pray for it? And so we pray for him. And as soon as we're done praying for him, he just starts crying. He's just like bawling. And he said, I'm not surprised that the Lord healed me. I'm just surprised that the Lord cared enough to send somebody to mm. me. So we ended up sharing the gospel with wow. him. He gives his life to the Lord. Oh my and he's like, I need to get connected with someone. And at this point, we didn't really know a church. We're like, yeah, just give us your number. We'll find you somebody that's legit. Mm-hmm. And um, so we continue walking around. Um, we end up going to like touristy side of things because we kind of wanted to see what was around. And as we were walking back, um, we have to go back to the ghetto to get to our hotel. One of the um, guards was like, hey, do not go down that way. You're going to get mugged. You're going to get jumped. You can do all these things. We're like, well, we have to go that way. We ended up going back down that way. And... Um, as we're going back, uh, Lance was like, hey, our hotel is this way. I'm like, no, we need to go this way. I don't know why I said that. I'm like, mm-hmm. we need to go this way. Mm-hmm. And we ended up bumping into the lady uh, we first prayed for, for her knees. And as we pray for her, as we saw her, like in the distance, she sees us and recognizes us. She starts like waving her hands and screaming, my friends, my friends. Wow. And we're just like, oh, she's excited. So she kind of comes up to us and she says, both my knees are completely healed. I have no pain. And we're just like, what? So she walks us through this story. We have a video of it. Um, So she walks us through the story. She said, as soon as you guys left, I got to my house and I started feeling this cooling sensation Mm. and all the swelling disappeared. Thank you, Jesus. And we're just like, man, this was the lady with the limp. Yeah, this was the lady with the limp. Wow. And... Wow, She's wow, like, wow. you have to come to my church. You have to, like, oh, you have you to share. You have yeah, to. there it is. So wow. we're just like, 
oh, you're a believer. She's like, yeah, we believe in the Holy Spirit and all. Of course, the tongue speaker, so we're good. And we're like, actually, we're not able to make it to your service, but we got a guy that's looking for a church. Yeah. So we got her connected with that dude, and we're just like, wow. it's crazy how the Lord orchestrates even the randomest of things for like His glory. And I was just like, that was a little cool snippet from yeah. Panama. Wow, that is actually really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's wild just whenever you pray for somebody and you don't immediately see the change. You might think you failed or like you didn't do what you were supposed to. Mm. And then later on, you never know they could be healed. Mm. And when they go home, feel yeah. that cooling sensation. Yeah. That's so real, though. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. So that was some more stuff happened in Panama. But that was the biggest thing. So you're only there for like, what, a few days, though? Uh, like four days in Panama. Wow. And then we had to go to Peru because we we're meeting some people in Peru. So we we're actually in Peru for like about a week. Um, and... So we ended up going to Peru afterwards. We had crazy problems with customs. Regardless, the Lord got us through. It's amen. fine. Um, You're back safe and sound. Back safe and sound. Amen. Uh, where was I? But yeah, we get to Peru. Peru. Mm-hmm. And again, our contact wasn't able to meet us like the first day we're there. So we're like, hey, let's just hit the streets. We just hit the streets, share the gospel, try the food. And then we finally did um, get connected with our contact. And we're at their church. I forget which day. I think it was Friday. It was either Wednesday or Friday. I forget. Um, they're having their young adult service. And they asked me, it's like, hey, would you actually mind I be an interpreter? And I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I could do that. And literally five minutes before um, like service even starts, they're like, actually, there's miscommunication. You're actually supposed to be preaching. No, and I'm way. just like, my guys, I need more time. Wait, seriously? Yeah, I have a picture of it. I was literally wearing a poncho preaching at a soccer field. It was awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's <laughs> Here, look, I'll what? Yeah. Wait, they they just asked like, your connect asked you if you wanted to preach, or like this random church asked. No, you? so our connection, the church he's at, right. they asked us, and. What? The original understanding was Lance was going to preach and I was just going to be the interpreter. But something happened. They're like, hey, actually, we want you because you're closer to their age. You're you're actually preaching. And I'm like, well, gee, thanks. Thanks for the heads wow. up. Wow. What did you even talk about? What did Dude, I don't even know. I just started talking. Right. Dude. Just on the fly, like <laughs> saying whatever verse popped into your head. <laughs> like, Honestly, what? that's how it should be, really. Dude, honestly, I just shared... Um, like here's a picture. Oh, oh you look God. like a boss. Okay, I remember you. I remember you sending me this. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Full on poncho, like midnight or something, <laughs> dark as heck. Oh, you know Were you cozy? Hispanic. I <laughs> actually was, dude. That yeah, thing is awesome. Um, you know how Hispanics are. We just go on forever. <laughs> wow, you pulled a, a Wade right there, bro. The stories I hear from Wade when they just like ask him to preach when he goes off and like yeah. to random cities or something like, wow. Honestly, I just shared like a brief portion of my testimony and then shared the simple gospel. And like these kids or they're not kids, they're like my age, somewhere actually older than me. were just like so attentive. And I'm like, I thought this was common knowledge. Like the gift of the holy spirit is free like you don't have to work for it but like that was out of this world for them right and right. <clears throat> we ended up uh getting dinner with them a different night 
and same thing dude they're like my age a little bit older than me and they're just listening so attentively to like every little word i was saying i'm like i thought i was just giving like common knowledge but it was like out of this world for them um but the crazy story in peru uh it was our last like full day uh we hadn't done anything we've been going hard for a couple of days so we're like hey we need some rest before we go to the next country and we ended up going to um this hike so we get to this hike it was already a hassle to get there um and we get to the trailhead where we're gonna go and a bunch of the surfers and like locals were like hey do not go down that trail you're gonna get jumped you're gonna get robbed and we've had a lot of people killed recently like do not go down that trail wow. i'm stubborn lance is stubborn and our contact that was there he's like i'm i'm down if you guys are down so i pull out my drone and I fly it ahead. I'm like, there's nobody there. Let's just go. <laughs> oh, some so recon. You, you use that drone for good yeah. use because we were talking about that. Yeah. So I was like, bringing that in up. I'm like, it kept me from dying, which is pretty wow. cool. Wow. Um, so <laughs> we ended up going on this hike and we get to the very end. We're not the end, but like at the very distance, we see this one guy. And we're just like, ah, it's three of us, one of him. If, if anything, we're, we could fight him off. It's <laughs> right. fine. Uh, so we get to this guy and. He just was so hostile, like, right off the back. He was like, what are you guys doing? And it was just very aggressive to us. And so I kind of just talked him down because we just were t- – I was the first one there to him. So I talked him down, and we were just talking, like, who we were. We're, like, we're tourists, X, Y, Z. Um, and at the very end, he was, like, calm. He's like, all right, y'all be careful. Like, don't be here at night. And wow. I was just like, hey, before we leave, can I pray for you? And as soon as those words left my mouth, his face dropped and he got pissed. Like, his face looked like he got pissed. But, like, moments later, he just started crying. He's mm-hmm. like, how did you know I need prayer? Like, how did you know I need it right now? And I just was like, hey, my God tells me to like, go places. And I just shared the gospel with him. And he was just in tears. He's like, God doesn't want me. I've done too much. Mm. I've hurt my family. I've hurt wow. those around me. It's like, I'm unworthy of it. Like, I'm unworthy of God. So we just started telling him what the Bible said and, like, what it really says. And he went from, like, te- like painful crying to, like, tearful joys. And his whole demeanor changed. He ended up giving his life to the Lord. He was actually up there doing drugs, gets rid of his, rid of his drugs, and, like, you could see he got sober by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And wow, he just got wrecked by the Lord. And the only reason we were there was because we were too stubborn not um, to listen to the locals. So that was pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. wow. that That's cool. Yeah. He was just nice to you all of a sudden. That's funny. You were able to just talk him down. Yeah, he gave his life to the Lord. It was tight. Amen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just because you said, how would you like for us to pray for you? And no, it was just, just like, can I pray for you? And right. But yeah. he just, he took that and like, it just hit him. The Holy Spirit hit him. 100%, dude. Wow. And um, dude, and then Chile, same thing. It was hard in Chile. Chile was really hard. Uh, we were caught in a few protests. Like we were just hilling, hanging out in the plaza, just trying to minister to people. And then, mm. out of nowhere, like a thousand or plus people came in protesting, screaming. 
we look up and all the police and security are gone. So we're like, well, guess we got to start sharing the gospel. Wait, really? Like, wait, protesting what? And Chile, the dude, they protest like every day for. Oh, okay. Well. I thought you were, they were like going against y'all or something. I no, was no, like, no, Whoa, no, 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 that no, sounds no. like some axe type stuff <laughs> running you out the city. No, not that Whoa. intense. Uh, that was in Chile. This was after Panama, and Chile is rough, dude. I wouldn't go back unless the Lord very clearly says you have to go. Then meets me in a dream. Then I see him visibly. And then he gave the and then Lord he sends a wife and then five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. The Lord would have to be really clear for me to go back to Chile. Yeah. Um but yeah, Chile was hard, dude. It was cold. I think I was cold the whole time we were there. Like oh, no man. cap, dude. Like our Airbnb didn't really have a heater. Oh no. Um I had like this weak sauce blanket, so I'm sleeping with my poncho on, dude. <laughs> Weak sauce, <laughs> <was> miserable. <laughs> it was miserable, dude. Um, you got through it. We got it's through done. it. It was fun. Um, we met a lot of people. We did some campus ministry there, bro. It is hard. Mm. Like it is rough there. Yeah. Um, Were they receptive at all? Dude, I was more receptive with the drug dealers I met <laughs> than everybody else. Oh yeah. By the way, every country I met to, I met a, a drug dealer like within a day of being there. So that was fun. Um, yeah, like some spiritual the drug, yeah, thing to that. Probably. probably. There's something on that. <laughs> There's yeah. something on that. <laughs> we'll uh, get to it later. But yeah, like the only, I guess, I guess all of it was like planting seeds in Chile, but like the only like success, I guess, success according yeah. to like, I don't know, it was all a success. But the right, more right, like right. glamorous story like in Chile was like literally this dude that was like about to go do a drop. Um, he ends up getting wrecked by the Lord. He's like, I don't think I could accept the Lord right now, but I also can't do this drop. I don't know what to do. And so we're like, I'm like, give me your number. I'll get you connected with someone. And we didn't find a church. It was like the best church we could find. So we got him connected with him, but the Lord was really moving in him. Wow. That's wow. So two instances you were able to put people like in churches nearby. Yeah. Wow. So that was pretty fun. That is cool. Um, then Argentina, dude. Man, bro. Okay, go ahead and talk about Argentina. Go ahead. Go bro. ahead. <laughs> I get it. I'll let you take it. Bro. Let me tell I'm not you, taking bro. it. Let me tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best steak of my life. <laughs> the steak. <laughs> oh. The steak. It's the highlight. <clears throat> no, like, okay, the reason we went to Argentina, we had like four days because um, we didn't want to be in Chile anymore. We're just like, hey, where do we go next? Uh, so we ended up uh, just saying, well, I said, like, I want to go to Argentina, mainly because I just wanted to go for the steaks. And um, so we ended up going to Argentina for the steaks. Bro, it was so good. And then, like, the dollar to their peso ratio, fabulous. Really? So, oh, yeah. It's um, So if you go to, like, an exchange house, mm-hmm. it's, like, a dollar for, like, 200 and something of their pesos. Are you serious? Yeah, but if you do it at the airport, it's only 130 pesos. So you want to do it outside the airport? Hundred, two hundred pesos. So it's like oh, two hundred and fifty. Like Holy moly! Oh, it's like so. That's way more. Like I don't even know how to. That's so well, it's much. It's like like in like in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Well, like in Mexico. It's like twenty. Right it's now. like twenty pesos for a dollar, and that's still pretty good. Like you show up with how much you get paid here in Mexico, and like mm-hmm. you're kind of balling. Like you're you're able to buy pretty much like everything that you want. 
So like 200 pesos for yeah. a dollar? Holy so moly. I ended up getting like this tomahawk steak. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Give me one of everything. Right. Yeah. I'll take it to go. I guess for the, for the people who don't know anything about steaks, that's like about a 150 to $230 steak here in the oh States. I paid 35 bucks for it. Amen, bro. What? Best, a tomahawk steak? <laughs> Dude. Did you put some sauce on it? No, no, no. It would no? be disrespectful right. to the steak mm. and the cow. I would have named the cow, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they let you name the cow. They gave you the certificate. <laughs> like, this is a farm which and the cow, cow it had. came from. This came from Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any Jerry's listening. <laughs> but yeah. Is that the takeaway? No, they're, okay. they're more. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. So, was the steak the best part? <laughs> no, no, no. That's just like a little side story. Um, so, we're just like, hey, we need to get ready because we knew we're about to go to Europe and um, we knew we were going to get wrecked in Europe. And mm-hmm. so, we find this church. It's called um, King of King Church or something like that. Uh, but the pastor, his name is Claudio. Apparently, he had been leading revival and. He's a revivalist in Argentina who's been leading their revival for about 20 plus years now. And like over 500,000 people have came to Christ through his ministry. Like this dude's killing it. Wow. Like the Lord is moving like crazy. And so we're just like, okay, cool. Like, let's go see if we could do any ministry with them. So they have some crazy like homeless ministries and like all these things. Um, But the biggest thing was like at their service, I was just, we're, we're there for worship and it was great. And this old dude just comes up and starts praying, like, for the congregation. And I'd never felt the Holy Spirit like that in a, mm. like, in a church environment like that. And it is, like, overwhelming, dude. It is awesome. And I just remember leaning over to Lance, and I'm saying, like, dude, we need some elders like this. Like, where do we get these elders up to upper room or something? Um, wow. Like, he's bringing down heaven it is so thick it's so intense like people are falling over it is insane and lance just looks over he's like bro that's claudio (laughs) so this is like the pastor the guy that's been leading it i'm like okay makes sense Mm. and honestly there i feel like there was like an impartation like a little impartation of that like on both me and lance and i and I think that was like the highlight of the trip. It wasn't even the ministry side of things. It wasn't even the steak, but it was like getting a glimpse of what like revival looks like. Yeah. Wow. And wow. That was awesome. So then shortly after we ended up hopping on a plane to go to Spain. Um, Spain was awesome, by the way. I'm surprised you didn't bring up any Argentinian girls. I thought that was the highlight of Argentina. No, I said the highlight was steaks and God, dude. Steaks and God. Steaks or and God, God and steaks. Is, put it that way. God is that your steaks. ministry name? God, God and steaks? Dude. <laughs> that can be the men's group name. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we're going to start a men's group. God uh, and steaks. A broom is going to be called God Charms and Firearms. God Charms. And firearms. And firearms. Wow. Yeah, dude. That That's sounds very alpha. Kind of bars. Very <laughs> alpha. <laughs> dude, we're just gonna focus on Bible studies. And tomahawk steaks. And tomahawk steaks <laughs> while holding guns. Right. And freaking. Uh, I don't know any gun names. I was about to name a black ops gun. Freaking M1911s or something. <laughs> 
he's just spitting out numbers and letters at this that point. That was that's a I know I'm messing with you. Yeah. It, but <laughs> I don't know if I technically I don't know if that's a real gun or not. Technically. <laughs> so I'm in Spain. Right, you're in Spain. <laughs> Go ahead. Um again, we're still only speaking Spanish at this point, so Lance is just kinda relying me as his like main interpreter. We're hitting the streets. That's amazing. <clears throat> so we're hitting the streets, it's fun. Um it's pretty chill. And we're kind of just asking the Lord, like, where do we go after Spain? Like, what's the next stop? And it's crazy because the Lord was opening doors to, like, all these other things. In the midst of it, I ended up meeting a couple people that ended up give, giving me an invite to um, Greece uh, to end up meeting their prime minister. And I'm just like, how the heck did I manage well, yeah, this? Yeah, what the heck? Prime minister? Yeah, I ended up, so I ended up sharing the gospel with this guy. And what? I prayed for him. In Greece? Like, no, this was in Spain. Oh, okay. And he's like, hey, what are you doing next week? I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. He's like, well, I've got this event that I've been invited to. And it's like, would you like to come? And I'm like, what is it? He's like, well, it's this, uh, I forgot what it was. But he's like, you get to meet the prime minister if you come. I'm like, Dude, I'm living out of my backpack. I don't have the clothes to meet the prime minister, but I'll buy some. Um, so I bring it up to Lance, and he's like, dude, we just got to pray. We don't know where we're going next. And um, so we just like continue sharing the gospel everywhere we go, and it's, it's kind of like normal evangelism. Sure. And we ended up trying to remember if there's any like, crazy stories out of the ordinary other than that one. Like in um, Spain? Mm-hmm. Oh, we ended up meeting some other missionaries that are there and getting connected with him so we rolled with him for a little bit nice um so that was pretty chill yeah that's fun spain was a little it was a little tame i got to see where i came from you know the roots Ooh, <laughs> that's the deep roots. um yeah so then the lord ended up telling us to go to spain or not spain but france um we ended up getting to france at this point lance actually caught a bug and he was kind of just staying back at the hostel we were staying at. He's like, I need to rest. I need to get over this. So I'm like, oh, that's fine. Um, so I'm hitting the streets by myself. And I remember very clearly I'm at the Eiffel Tower. And I'm like, God, I want some friends. I'm kind of lonely right now. And like soon after I said that, I see some dude with a spike ball set. Ooh. And I'm just like, I'm going to follow that guy. So I end up following him. And he kind of just, like, brushed me off, like, his group. Um, yeah, like, French people don't really like Americans. So it was really hard to, like, um, share the gospel there. People were very non-receptive. Um, some people were, but for the most part, it was just really hard. So he told me, like, hey, we're kind of done playing spike ball, but there's a bunch of people playing, like, a couple blocks down out of different parks. So I ended up going, and I get there. And then as soon as I hear my American accent, they're just like, ah, just whatever. Really? Yeah, it was weird, dude. Lame. I thought it was like a stereotype, but yeah, it was weird. Um, <sighs> so I ended up finally like getting in the game. And they thought I was going to like, was just saw them playing, walking around, thought that they were, I was like some nobody. So I ended up playing with them. Um, me and my partner, we ended up like, wrecking shop anybody we went up against (laughs) and they were looking at y'all like these americans (laughs) no like he was french like he was a french guy oh okay and so it went from like dude we don't want to talk to you to them like opening up letting like having me one of their community members wow and they're like he's a friend 
and they were telling me all like secret spots of France, where to go, where not to go, what's safe, what's not safe. And then I'm just like, this is the perfect window to share the gospel. So I ended up sharing the gospel with them. They're the most receptive of like all the people I talked to simply just because like I was genuine with them. Like I was being real with them beforehand and I was like real while right. I shared the gospel. Um, it was awesome just planting seeds there. And it was really fun. <clears throat> 10 out of 10 would go again. Oh, um, did you connect with any of them? Like, like, do you have their numbers right yeah, now? If, if you do. were to go back, you'd be able to like. Yeah, 100%. Wow, that's amazing. Um, but in France, uh, the crazy thing is I had a crazy like whole thing like with them. And it's like none of them really accepted Jesus. But it was, um, I get really, ba- words, I get to the hostel, back to the hostel really late at night. And I'm just like, Tane, I got to take a shower. I'm freaking gross. Um, and it's one of those communal showers. So I go and I'm just waiting for the shower to open up. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, damn, I need to use the bathroom. But like all oh, the stalls are taken up. And then this dude comes in and we just start talking. He's a he's in the showers. Day. Well, it's like one of those communal <laughs> ones where it's like right. showers are off to the side. I'm waiting for the showers to open up. All the stalls are taken up, so I can't use the bathroom. So I'm just standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. And uh, this dude comes in, and we just start talking because he's also waiting. So it's like, might as well talk to a stranger. Yeah. Uh, he's from the Netherlands. And I started preaching the gospel with him. At this point, it's way past midnight. I don't even know what time it is. And we just start preaching the gospel. And I was talking with him for like a good 20 to 30 minutes. But ain't nobody come out of those stalls. Ain't nobody come out of the showers. The showers turned off, but they stayed in there. So I'm like, I knew they heard me. Right. Like all of them heard That's me. That's what I was thinking. About yeah, Jesus. they're yeah. hearing you talk and, about it. Um, they just didn't want to come out, and I'm just like, dude, Ooh. I really gotta go. <laughs> um, but yeah, this dude went went from like, yeah, there is no God to like, oh, I guess there could be a God to, uh, I want to hear more. Like all in a span uh, of like 30 minutes at night in a public bathroom with a bunch of strangers, and. <clears throat> invited him to an event that was happening in the Netherlands. He said he was going to go. He might have gone. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was really cool. A bunch of people just like heard me sharing the gospel. That was really tight. In yeah. the showers. In the showers. That's when the Lord spoke to me, bro. <laughs> 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 you were probably just dropping words on people in the shower and they're just in there getting wrecked. <laughs> what is this man saying? Why is it hitting so deep? Yeah. Like, why is it hitting so deep? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then, so after Paris, we ended up going to England and again, wow, England. Yeah. My gosh. You went uh, to some yeah. cool places. That's cool. Cause you're just like seeing all these places too. Like, yeah, of, really of course fun. you're going for the Lord, but you're yeah, just like traveling. Like, that's fun. It's one of the perks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so wow. in England, same thing, just hit the streets, meeting people, hit talking, the sharing the gospel. Uh, in England, I had a really weird bunk mate, uh, for the hostel and again, hostel is what like a hotel or something i think like a dorm room with like eight beds with a bunch of strangers oh wow it's awesome dude <laughs> it's, it's because they're stuck in there with you yeah and you just get to pray and preach yeah. and like share the gospel mm. with all of them like what are they gonna do wow. leave they can um, they can but they don't <laughs> yeah which is kind of funny um so yeah i just share the gospel in england i didn't really like england mm. i'll be real that's deep um, so I ended up going to the Netherlands. I actually left England early because I was just like, I'm done here. 
I felt the Lord say, you can go. And so I'm like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing else to do. <laughs> ain't nothing else to do. But um, you're still with Lance, though. You and him are, like, together so the whole Lance time. So Lance was still sick at this point. Like, he got hit hard, bro. Wait, back up. So he stayed back oh. in Spain? Like he's still no, 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 no. He was still traveling with me, but he was, oh, okay. he was staying back at the hospital. Just kind of hanging back, yeah. And he would go out whenever he could, but he would, like, halfway through the day, he's like, dude, I got to go rest. And wow. It's understandable, dude. He sure. got hit hard. I don't know what he had, but he had something. And, That's uh, lame. And so I'm like, I talked to Lance. I'm like, hey, um, I'm feeling like I'm going feel like ready to go to the Netherlands. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm going to stay back. I really got to rest. So he ended up staying like two more days in England to rest. So now you guys split up. So at this point, we did split up. Okay. And so I ended up going to... Uh, Rotterdam a couple of days early uh, because there's this event Awaken Europe. I don't know if you heard of it. Uh, Awaken Europe. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So it's um. That's like a revival thing. Kind of. Yeah. So yeah. it's led by Ben Fitzgerald, awesome dude, and the whole gist of it was Europe has sent out missionaries for the past who knows how many centuries. It's time for the missionaries to come back to Europe. Like that's the whole thing. Like basically bringing the gospel back to Europe. Hmm. And uh, wow. It was really tight. So the event itself was like three hours or three days, sorry. And um, three days prior was the flood, or that's what they called it, where people would come in early yeah, and just hit the streets hard. So I'm like, oh, I want to go do that. So we do that. Well, I do that at this point because Lance showed up uh, for the last day of the flood. Um, so I'm doing that. And I'm just like hitting the streets with strangers. The first guy I hit the streets with was this um arabic guy who used to be an ex-muslim and is no longer allowed back into his country because he like is now a christian and he's out there like sharing the gospel with us i'm like dude this is awesome wow and um shortly after i met this dude from australia that he will come into play later um so i met him he had never done any street evangelism he's like dude i don't know what i'm doing i'm like perfectly come with me i know a guy you're talking about a friend or someone else no somebody else you don't know this guy um so went with the streets with him and then i met this dude this polish guy dude this polish guy is insane he's like seven eight feet tall oh my gosh i'm exaggerating he's like seven three seven four right but you're in you're in the netherlands yeah i'm in the netherlands at this point that's just a whole like mixing pot over there yeah because everybody was coming in for the event oh i guess so you're right you're right yeah so all these people are coming in to share the gospel and uh so point is i met all these people but our main crew was this arabic guy this dude this irish guy the netherlands the polish guy and me uh we hit the straight streets together and bro the holy spirit just fell on us bro it was awesome it's like one of us would stop. Um, it was mainly the Polish guy that would stop. He's like crazy evangelist. And he would stop. So then uh, the other three of us would just like stop people as they were walking. And we're just all sharing the gospel with different, for different people, praying for people. Mm-hmm. People were getting wrecked. I, for some reason, always got the extreme atheist or agnostic guy. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Um, the Polish guy would always find the person who was, like, ready to give their lives to the Lord. So, like, almost every person he stopped was like, yes, I want to give my life to the Lord. And I'm like, dude, this guy's awesome. Like, he's a real evangelist. I'm I'm just doing it. Um, Friend, you're also an evangelist. 
I do yeah. the work of an event. You li- you just had <laughs> grace for other people, and you had grace for other people. Just how it how it went. Point how is, it went <laughs> um, point don't is feel bad about it. Yeah. Continue. I'm Continue. gonna turn on the light. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of dark. It's, it's getting dark. it's getting dark in here. It's a little dimmy in here. But go ahead, continue. So we're just sharing the gospel, and then we do this for like a couple of days. Um, and I was, I had broken off be from the group because I wanted to go get lunch. They were still hitting the streets hard. And this is when I caught up with the Australian guy, and uh, we hung out together. And he ended up praying for some random person, like their knee or something. And the dude ends up getting healed. And the Australian guy's freaking out. He's like, I've never prayed for anybody. And this first dude I prayed for, he just got healed. Amen. And I'm like, let's freaking go. Guess what? I took a picture of you praying. He's like, what? You did? So he was super excited. Wow, that's um, amazing. And Way to steward that. Yeah. yeah. It's like the third day of the flood. I'm exhausted. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit down. I wanted to go back to the hotel. Um but I see this guy sitting down by himself. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go talk with this guy. Uh, so I go and I talk with him. And guess what? Another agnostic date. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up, I'm like, well, you're sitting here. I'm sitting here. You're waiting for the bus. I don't want to go anywhere. So you're stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up talking for like two hours. He ended up like his bus would come and leave like four or five times before he finally decided to get on. And... Like, we're just talking about, like, God and, like, why God is real, why it's Christianity is real. He was yeah. An agnostic is... They um, believe it in a God, but they don't think it's, like, our God. Or they think they know there's something, but there's they don't something. know what it is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Which is kind of what you were. Yeah, right I was agnostic. Yeah. I needed proof. I needed, like, some supernatural sign. Mm-hmm. But m- most agnostics, they want to see it through, like, a scientific lens of yeah. God. And th- that's, you can't receive God that way because he's a spirit. Yeah. So go ahead. Mm, God is spirit. Amen. That's in the Bible. Sorry, go ahead. So yeah, his name is Bob. Um <laughs> What? Bob? Yeah, Bob like B O B. Another random detail. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Shout out Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bob. Um so I'm talking with Bob and we just I'm like, hey, how about this? Just come to the event tomorrow. I'm giving you a free ticket right now. So I give him a ticket. He's like, All right, cool, I'll come. Uh I'll just give it a chance. Cause he, he knows there's something, but he doesn't know what it is. Um so it's fast forward to when Bob come. It's the second day. And um, he shows up. He goes to, he sits through the whole service. He needs to leave early because he has to get up early for work. But as he's walking out, like I walked him out, he turns to me and says, I didn't think there was this many believers left. He's like, wow. I thought everybody stopped believing in God a long time ago. And he was just shocked. So I'm like, you have questions, don't you? And he's like, I have a lot of them. He's like, so I'm like, I have your number. I'm going to get you connected with the church that's in town. Um, he's like, yes, please do. Uh, last time I checked, he's still rolling with them. He's still talking. Wow. He, he hasn't necessarily decided that there is a God, but he's he's looking for the truth. And the people got him connected with are really healthy. So that's exciting. Wow. Um, what a good way to like evangelize by just connecting them with like a church or something, you know? Cause I feel like my response would be like, yeah, l- let me save your number. I'll meet with you. Right. Or I'll try to disciple you or, you know, yeah, and I'll yeah. carry you through the whole thing. But you just, yeah, you let the community do it. That's the whole point. Yeah, anyway, you're, you're not that familiar with 
the place so yeah, you're still so. getting people connected which is amazing yeah. just, it was just god dude right for sure like uh for sure the people i got him connected to were actually people i met during the flood um really crazy people damn i completely skipped a story um yeah i guess they out i guess i forgot it for a reason okay um but yeah uh so i get connected with the locals there uh during the evangelism side of things and I just like told him like, Hey, we're here helping. It's like, if you guys need anything, just give me a call. He's like, wonderful. Here's my number. He takes my number. And, um, it's the last day of the event. They've, I've helped them out a few times for like miscellaneous uh, tasks here and there. And, um, I, it was the very last event. Um, I had gotten sidetracked, um, because there was like some deliverance things that were going on off on the side. And after all that was finished, I finally get back to like the service and altar call was like in them like in the heat of the altar call so all these people are giving their lives to the lord and so then they get taken into the back room for prayer and then they're doing baptisms at the same time so their staff or the volunteers ran thin so i get this call he's like hey we need you back here to pray for people and i'm like okay cool say less i'm on my way so I make it back there and he simply says, pick somebody, ask them for the story, pray for them. I'm like, cool, say less. So I end up going to this, straight up to this guy and I'm like, hey, um, has anybody prayed for you? He's like, no, not yet. So I prayed with him. Well, I got a story. I'm like, hey, what do you need prayer for? He's like, uh, I'm just rededicating my life to the Lord, X, Y, Z. Uh, I just want to experience the Lord deeper. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Let's pray. So I just started praying. At this point, I am drained. Um just because of the whole event has been long, uh, pouring out for so long just kind of takes it out of you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just praying for this guy and I'm just like s- speaking what I'm seeing and like prophesying over this dude. I wasn't really feeling all that intense, but I opened my eyes and this dude is getting wrecked by the Lord. And I'm just like, I know it ain't me because I got nothing. I'm out. I'm right. out. So it's like 100% the Lord just touching him and speaking to him. And he's just like getting toasted. His name's Dominic, dude. Dominic. Shout out Dominic. Dominic from Switzerland, dude. Switzerland. Yeah. Wow. So he got wild. He got wrecked. And uh, yeah, there's more stories. But I feel like those are the ones to share. Um, yeah. So after. Okay. So you were in the netherlands mm-hmm. and then after that you went to what australia no after that i went to indonesia indonesia yeah which was y- your second because australia was your last place yeah so was it indonesia and then australia no philippines indonesia philippines then australia oh my gosh friend so in indonesia um we we ended up going to like the capital. The capital is fine. You can share the gospel with whoever you want. But we decided to go to this uh, small island. And in this island, it's notorious for having Muslim terrorists. So we had to get registered with the police uh, so they can make sure we're safe and whatnot. So that was Wait, it a was great an, start. It was an island? Yeah. So like you had to take a boat there. No, we took a plane. Okay, well, sure, a plane. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So we took a plane. Wow. And so we're in Indonesia for like two weeks. So like the first five days, um, so we get registered with the police and then 
back to back to back to back services. So we're preaching back to back. And the Lord is just, I'm getting dried up at this point because I'm already dried up from the Awaken Europe thing. Yeah, from the whole event. Um, I've been traveling. I'm just tired. And we're just preaching like every single night, dude. And like every single night, it wasn't just like a one or two hour service. I'm talking about like three or four. And then sometimes we would have two services in a day. So me and Lance were just running dry. You're preaching at these services? Mm-hmm. Like you're literally up there so giving like, the word? Yeah. So me and Lance Whoa. were just taking turns. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, it was kind of funny. It's like, hey, it's your turn. It's like, nah, bro. I preached last time. It's your turn. <laughs> Wait, you were that's just a, tired. That's amazing, bro. What the heck? You were just like, God just threw you into like this whole like pastoral role or whatever and you just had to like give the word to people like what it the was, heck it was fun dude. yeah that's a wow that's amazing um so we ended up doing that for the first five days and then uh we ended up going up into the mountains to the remote villages in order to get to these villages we had to ride about three and a half hours on the back of motorcycles like dirt bikes going straight up the mountain and hiking parts of it because of m- m- the motorcycle couldn't hold our weight, so we had to hike some of it, then get back on the motorcycle. It was just wild getting there. And so we're up in this village, and we start, We had a bunch of like spiritual warfare going on between us. It's really crazy. Me and Lance, or Lance and I, and our like interpreter, uh, we all got attacked by like the exact same spirit one night. And the only reason we figured it out is because we kind of like shared what our dream was and we described what it was and we're like dude i got attacked by the same thing but the best part of all was like the very next day the lord popped off and like people were getting healed left and right wow. mm-hmm. and dude the spirit was just moving like crazy like people were like there's this little kid um he had had fever for a couple of days he was literally like on the ground like he was like limp he was kind of like dead bodying like it. us and we prayed for this kid and literally moments later, he just pops up, like full of life, full of energy, and just runs off. We're just Whoa, like, no way. Yeah, we're That's just great. like, was he faking it? And the mom's just like kind of freaking out. So we're like, okay, so he's not faking it. Um, so that was really tight. <laughs> Amen. Um, and uh, <laughs> like two days before we got there, this uh, mom gave birth to a little girl. So we ended up giving a name oh. to a girl, which was kind of cool. <gasps> what? Wait. Um, what? So yeah, so we named her. Uh, what was it? That's an honor uh, right there. Hannah, Hannah Elizabeth, I think it was. Hannah like, Elizabeth. Yeah, we gave. Oh, her two that's names. a cute name. Wait, uh, why? She just asked y'all, like, or how did y'all get so that kind of authority <laughs> to just name this baby? They basically were like, "Hey, y'all want to name my kid?" I'm like, "Shoot, why not?" <laughs> um, but yeah, so what? it's like we're up here in the mountains, just like pouring out every single day, getting like spiritually attacked every night. And I hit my wall, dude. I mm. hit my wall. In Indonesia. Indonesia, mm. in the middle of the jungle. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the jungle. Dude, There's No turning back. back, bro. <laughs> like, straight facts. Such I was like, movie. dude, I was tired of, like, using the squatty potty. I was tired of, like, taking showers with a bucket. I was tired of eating food. I didn't know what it was. I was tired of not having protein because all I, all I was eating was, like, vegetables. Yeah, you came back skinny, bro. I didn't come back. Steve. You came back. I saw you. I was like, my man's lost some weight. It's for the it's for the ladies. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the perfect setup. I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole pod- <laughs> the whole podcast was just for that joke. 
<laughs> okay, back to seriousness. So uh-huh. It's like I hit a wall, and it's like in my mind, I was like, I give up. I quit. As soon mm. as we get back to the bottom, I'm buying a flight home. I'm done. I'm I am out. I am drained. Like I I mentally had quit. I was mentally out. I was tired of sleeping on the floors, and I was just exhausted. I had nothing left. And um, we actually had to preach the following morning. Oh, no. And I'm just like, dude, God, I have nothing. And it was my turn to preach, too. So we're just oh, like, oh, no. Man. It was rough, dude. So we get up there, and the Lord just showed up. And he just wrecks shop, dude. I know that's probably a weird wow. language to use with the Lord, but it's like I mean, he just took over. Yeah. And I'm like, I have nothing. Man, and it's like, will was, he yeah. not do it, bro? Ooh, let me let me just in, wow. intercede with the scripture. But he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, Whoa. so that Christ's power may rest on me." Mm. Wow! Did you just get that? Mm. I I knew where he was going with that. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah, just go ahead. Go ahead and share. But yeah, it's like... His grace was sufficient, it, bro. At the very beginning of the trip, I had a yes. But then halfway, mm. actually, like, towards the end of the trip, I had a broken yes. Right. Because mm. that I literally was broken. I had nothing. Like, on my spare time, I would literally just have to spend all of it with God because I felt like dying, dude. I was out of it. I, It sucked. It sucked so much. Um so we ended up doing a couple more days of that. And it was just like time after time, the Lord just showed up in ways I can't even explain it. People were just like instantly delivered. People were like instantly healed. And it was just amazing. Um, and this carried on into the Philippines because we get to the Philippines and right off the back, it's like the second day we're there. Um, well, the first day I had to preach at a wedding, which was actually a lot of fun. Whoa, nice. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it was really cool. It's an, um, honor. it's an honor. One of the most fun wedding I've been to because I didn't really understand what they were saying. Um, but yeah, so like the second day we're there, we are doing this youth camp because uh, we partnered with a church uh, like long before we had planned it. And at this point, I still haven't recovered. I'm still dead. I'm still tired. I still am tired of taking showers with buckets, eating what I don't know. Um, well, the food was slightly better in the Philippines. but Amen we just we were just going dude and it was that broken yes like after every single service the lord was doing something um like the very first servant lance and i were just like hey let's split it um we'll just share our testimonies and give the simple gospel so we do that and then the lord freaking pops off and the night service um because we started midday night service he preached and then some kid starts manifesting so we're just like shoot we gotta pray so then this dude gets delivered or this girl gets delivered. Sorry. The first one was a girl. Um, she gets delivered like almost instantly. Then we do some inner healing with her the very next morning. Um, so make sure she's nice and clean inside. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then morning service, Lord pops off and then it's the afternoon service. And during the afternoon service, it was Lance had preached um, we do the final closing prayer. And as the final closing prayer is going on, one of these kids starts manifesting. So I'm just like, shoot, we're on. Um, <laughs> so we go, we pray for this kid who like delivered pretty quickly. 
and we turn around and there's these five dudes just standing there like repenting crying out to god like at the altar and we're just like well let's go pray for them so as we're praying for them dude it was really weird like i felt this grace because again i'm broken i quit i'm done like i had nothing and i just kept going because the lord kept showing up like every day every night i would have the thought i'm like i quit but i kept going because god kept showing up so at this point I just felt like an open heaven. So I go and I pray for these kids mm. and they just start dropping. Like one of them, like actually legit knocked out. And I'm like, these kids are on the floor. And I just grabbed the mic and I'm like, if you're looking at this confused and you want to experience it, come up right now. And like 40 to 50 kids just come up. Nuh-uh. They just come oh up. Dude. They gosh. move the chairs out the way. They're just like, I want this type of deal. And I thought Lance was going to be praying with me. So we just we just go ham. Well, I thought it was a we. But like halfway up, I like look up and I just see Lance nodding his head in the corner, just staring at me. And I'm just like, he's not even helping. But at this point in time, it's like I feel my body is like straight up on fire. I'm sweating profusely out of everywhere. And I'm just dripping in sweat. And it's like I'm not that fluent in the prophetic but at this point in time, it's like, it was so fluent. And I'm just like speaking to these kids. And it's like, I know there's a little bit of language barrier, but they understood everything. And they were like, as soon as I was done praying, they would just fall to the ground. I'm just like, this was, I've never experienced this before. I've never experienced the Lord moving that intensely through me. And it's like, it was insane. Kids were getting delivered and then knocking out. Like there was this one kid, um, was manifesting got delivered and then was speaking in tongues like moments later we're just like this is insane wow and this just went on for the remainder of the trip and then we after the youth service we ended up hitting the villages um and again the philippines is kind of religious so we just preach the simple gospel it's like hey you don't have to earn your salvation and uh, so we preached in the villages like few people gave their lives to the lord in our very last day uh literally lance's last day because i actually stayed a few days extra um so we ended up having a baptism service we thought it was gonna be like four or five people like it was like 20 to 30 people showed up and they showed up to the beach and we're just baptizing people in the beach that had given their lives to the lord like sounds fun it was awesome dude uh this one girl got wrecked by a wave that was (laughs) funny (laughs) she Um, needed that extra (laughs) bit of baptism she needed she needed that double dip yeah oh double dip (laughs) something needed to stay down um (laughs) but yeah so she just like the lord showed up and then um I saved some extra time because at this point we're just done with everything. So I'm like, I want to climb a mountain because uh, this whole trip, I'm like, I'm going to climb a mountain like for leisure. And, th- and that's when you were posting all that on Instagram. Yeah. Right? At this point, I'm like, OK, I can now start like posting things on my Instagram because I'm not I'm no longer doing ministry things. I don't I don't have to worry about getting caught up or anything. Um, right. Wow. That's deep. So I ended up doing this mountain in the Philippines that. Uh, it's one of their harder hikes. It took us a day and a half to get to the top. And then we ended up climbing down. 
and I only had like four hours to get to the airport, like right afterwards. Oh yeah. So I remember you posting <laughs> being like, am I going to make it to my flight? Yes or no. <laughs> Dude, so many people put no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, uh, I took another bucket shower, you know, like cause Ugh, that's all that was available. It's the worst. Um, and dude, side story. Like I get to the airport thinking, I'm like, yes, I finally get a real toilet. Mm-hmm. And I go to the bathroom. Like this is the smallest airport of my life. There's only like one terminal. No, um, there's only like literally only two airlines fly out of this. And it's probably like 100, 200 people fit in this little room. And um, so there's only like two stalls. So I go to the first stall and I'm like, yes, a toilet. But I noticed the toilet seat was gone. I'm like, who the heck took the toilet seat? (laughs) So I just wait for the next uh, stall to open up. So I'm just like going back to the bathroom like over and over again. But it kept being busy. So I finally see the dude walk out and like bolts over there. I open up the stall. Freaking no toilet seat. Somebody took both of the toilet seats. So I'm like. I'm just going to have to wait till the next. They like, do toilet. that in some, in some kind like I know in Mexico, some restrooms are like that. They don't, cause they'll just take it. And I'm like, why do you gotta I mean? take a toilet seat? They don't like, even, I, I mean, I don't know how it is with, with toilet paper, but even in Mexico, they like give you some because if they leave toilet paper there, the people that go in there will just take the whole roll like oh, for dude, themselves. Baby wipes are my best friend. Oh, <laughs> praise God for baby wipes. Dude, <laughs> that was my shower. That was my everything for a couple of days. <laughs> You just, uh, you stayed strapped? I stayed strapped. With baby wipes. Dude, got a little musty, dude. Some baby wipes. <laughs> um, yeah, then after that, ended up going to Australia. Met up with my friend that I met in the Netherlands. Um, oh, nice. His church, super awesome church. It's like super spirit-filled, charismatic church. Um, then... My friend that's there, Daniel. The Daniel. I'm sure some of the people listening to this know Daniel. Yeah, you guys know Daniel. He he came around for Upper Room. He was here. Uh, he went to the Send, and he was here for a few weeks. Like he's coming from Maranatha. A few months ago, really? Yeah. For the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. He's our. He's the Australian friend, Daniel. Actually, a lot of people know. Daniel actually touched a lot of people when he was here, bro, Dude. to be honest. Like, even Leif talks about Daniel. You know Leif. Bro. He literally yeah. brings up, like, yeah, our uh, Australian friend Daniel. Man, he is so <laughs> on fire for the Lord. I was like, what? Dude, you know Daniel? Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Daniel's amazing. So I showed up to Daniel's place. Uh, well, what happened was this was back in Indonesia. And I texted him, like, hey, can I still come over? He's like, yeah, dude, just let me know when you're coming over. So I sent him my... I'm like, when can I go over type of deal? He's like, I'm free these dates. I'm like, perfect. I'll be there. Um, and then when I showed up, uh, we ended up driving up um, to the bush, as they call it. And, uh, to the bush? Yeah, I say boonies. They say the bush. Some people say middle of nowhere. Oh, I gotcha. Both of us. Y'all are confused. Um, so we're just out there, and we're just kind of hanging out. We're just like, we stayed up really late to look at the stars and we're just talking about like what went down on the trip and we just been sharing like what we've both been learning and we're just like ministering to one another. It's awesome. And he's like, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think you were going to come. He's like, I have so many people tell me they're going to come and they never come, but then you followed through and he was just like shocked. (laughs) And I'm just like, isn't that what what friends do? Like you just follow through on what you're going to say and or what you say you're gonna do and it's like 
I think that's like the foundation of friendship and like our friendship took like a, a full deeper or it yeah. just got much deeper because yeah. of me just going and visiting. Mm. Um, yeah, he's coming over. He's going to stay at my house. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's pretty tight. Amen. Wow. If that whole trip or if you're, if the whole three months was worth anything, it was worth that moment with Daniel. Yeah. Oh, dude. Complete side story, but I didn't want to come home uh, from Australia. I'm like, dude, I want another day. Hey. <laughs> I'm like, God, I want another day. Literally, we board the plane. We're on the tarmac. Plane, the plane breaks. They're unable to fix the plane. <laughs> <laughs> what? It yeah, breaks. Wow. I ex- 100 so per- yeah. You got your day? Yeah, I got an extra day for free. <laughs> hey, God. So they United puts us up in a really bougie like hotel room pays for our lunch dinner and breakfast what wow and then reimburses us 200 bucks from our flight oh my or, gosh so i'm like i i was just simply like i wasn't even like legit praying i was just like god i want an extra day he just knew the desires of your heart and he just yeah. gave me an extra day for free wow dude. it's funny because you were in the trenches kind of in the wilderness and then you yeah. end up in a bougie place <laughs> right that's and he so just good paid so, you just yeah bro wow. that was the longest shower of my life once i got a real shower <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> You didn't have a bucket with you? Dude, I didn't have a bucket on No Australia. more buckets. <laughs> I had hot water, dude. Wow. Oh. Had a toilet seat that you I could lift up and down. <laughs> I had a toilet that flushed. It wasn't a hole in the oh. ground, dude. Oh, no. Hey, let me encourage you some more. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age homes brothers sisters mothers children and fields along with persecutions in the age to come eternal life said a hundred times 100 times bro 100 times. that's pretty dope oh, oh wow that is quite the journey quite the testimony um Mirza, do you have anything you want to add to anything at all that he said um we we got a lot of time on this podcast and so i just um yeah just to conclude it i think yeah even it's all about the walk with the lord and through the tough tough and thin he still meets you he still blows your mind he still uses you even at your weakest point like you were at mm. and that's when his power shines the most and that's when mm-hmm. god just just blows up in front of you and does the things that you didn't expect him to do. It's never what you expect. And he just connects you with people and, and yeah. stuff just unfolds. And I think that's beautiful. That's that's one thing I want to do is just travel the nations. And there's something that you said, um, where's the love for the nations? That hit me when you said that. Mm. You are praying that. Was that at Upper Room? Yeah. Yeah. That's whew. No, uh, it was, where did my love for the where nations the, yeah, go? Yeah, where did the love for the nations go? I think that's the title. Like that's the title of the podcast. Where, where yeah. did my love for, for the, the nations, nations go? go? Dude, all I'm saying is, like, through that trip, like, the Lord was kind of, like, giving me glimpses of what this upcoming season is going to look like. Mm. And it's crazy the amount of open doors he's giving me. And he's, like, basically allowing me to choose, like, 
hey, I'm giving you a lot of options. Yeah. They're all good options. I trust mm. you. And I'm like, can you just tell me which one to do? I know, right? I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He that's you cool. Free will. To yeah. Choose. Well, and, and that's what I was thinking, too, with, with just what you were sharing is, like, not only were you doing his will, like, he was actually speaking to you and like to your desires you know like when Mm. you said you wanted friends and when you wanted to hang out or when you wanted to like leave england or you know when you got to see daniel this hotel like there were a lot of things you did for the lord and then through that there's a lot of things the lord did for you and so it's just cool to see how like the lord meets you um in in your desires as well and just like side story it was like crazy how he provided like throughout the whole thing um i guess the craziest ones it's uh this happened more than once but i would fill out my information to buy the next flight and i would put enter to buy the to buy the flight but the website would crash and i would get frustrated because i'm like i don't want to be like this is annoying i just want to go to bed but the second i would reload the page the flight would literally be like hundreds of dollars cheaper. And I'm just like, what the heck? The supernatural, bro. This is awesome. Wow. Thank you for tuning in this week. We hope the Lord ministered to you in a unique way by listening to us. And remember, they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. That's Revelation 12, 11. And this has been Three's a Party. Peace out. Peace out. Dang it. Okay, we say peace out all at the same time. Okay, you ready? Mm. Okay, so go ahead. You <laughs> and it's been whole- three's a party. Peace, peace out. out. Peace out.